Hello and welcome back to Box to Box. I'm Alex Perry alongside Jeff Azahauser. And Jeff, I can imagine you enjoyed your weekend. I did. There was nothing more satisfying than the fact that my weekend started off with a, with a United high and ended with just nothing but misery from every other possible aspect. Um, <laughs> my Oakland A's feeling like, uh, feeling a little bit, what's the best way to describe this? Um, feeling a bit like trying to kick a football that, uh, that Lucy's holding from peanuts and we're little Charlie Brown. And every time we try and kick it and every time she pulls it away, our bullpen blew two more leads in two more days. And we've done this consistently for the last month and I hate it. Uh, my alma mater lost to Oregon in football, Ohio state disappointing me yet again, like they always do. Um, uh, overall a very terrible weekend for sports for me, but I enjoyed watching Ronaldo play. He is back. And, and I have to say, I mean, I, I think that this is probably, th- I can't remember any time in, in, out of, in recent memory that the mood around Old Trafford has been this positive. You know, for, for the first time, for the first time in a while, United really seemed like genuine title contenders. Ronaldo's back with two goals. Uh, I, I went as easy as it's going to get for United. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just think that, you know, they, they look quite good. Um, they're not, you know, not, not too many takeaways from that. It kind of went as expected. Yeah. But so far, um, United are living up to the expectations that, that we have of them. Is that what, four, three wins, three wins in four games? Three wins in four games tied at the top of the table with, with Chelsea and Liverpool, who the, the only difference, because they are not separated by goal difference, the only difference is that United have scored a handful more and conceded a handful more. And as we know in the Premier League, scoring is king. So United top of the table by like two goals scored, three goals scored. But yeah, so it's close. It's it's literally goal difference can't separate these teams. That's how much fun we're going to have in this title race. I but know. it's going to be, it's going to, it's so, it's incredibly unpredictable. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're, four weeks in and it's, it's already kind of, you know, they're in lockstep at the top and everyone's looking at like around each other, waiting for someone to slip up, waiting for someone to go into South London and lose to crystal palace three nil. Yeah. Um, Tottenham's title charge. Um, t- sorry. Tottenham's title challenge. I mean, it lasted a good three games. We can champions, we, we, champions we can, of August. You'll never that. sing that champions <laughs> of August. You'll never no, sing. That. No, we won't. Um, and you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we will, but Spurs were exposed. Um, and it, it's, it's actually kind of funny. They, their goal difference was plus three previously because they had won each game one nil. And now it's just back to zero after an absolute hammering. And it, it just came out of nowhere as well. I mean, Crystal Palace in the last 15, 20 minutes just wiped the floor with them. Yeah, it was it was kind of a case of Spurs not capitalizing on their early opportunities in the game and uh, Palace taking advantage late. They kind of grew into the game rather well. Uh, the red card really kind of um, changed the the feel in terms of like what you expected the result to be after that red card. I kind of expected Tottenham to hold on and just kind of, you know, see out an ugly nil nil draw and right. just kind of, I expected under Nuno to have them show a little more, 
resilience and a little bit better uh, composure, honestly, than than they showed. But um, the the new kid for Palace, uh, Eduard, my goodness, what what a fantastic uh, stretch of minutes he had there. No, absolutely. And I, I, I do want to focus, I mean, as much credit as I want to give to Crystal Palace, because um, they obviously played very well, I, I do want to focus on Tottenham. And this is concerning for me, not just because they lost 3-0, two shots the entire game. Two. One yeah. shot on goal. Even if every shot of theirs goes in, they still lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I almost wonder if, you know, Nuno's honeymoon period is over and Tottenham are as harsh as it sounds, kind of just back to reality, that this is the level that the team's at at the moment. That we'll they, I think they have a long way to go before, you know, we see them compete as well as, as they have under, you know, in, in the Pochettino days. Yeah, I, I think that there's a there's a middle ground here. I think they're definitely better than a 3-0 loss to Crystal Palace yeah. indicates. But th- there's a middle ground here where they're kind of, they're going to have some games where they play, you know, with the big boys as well as they can. And they're going to have games where they remind us why they're not truly in the title challenges here. And it will like, I mean, that's the, that's the truth of their talent is that it's going to be inconsistent fixture results. And that's, that's been the truth of a lot of teams that have kind of hung around four five, six, seven spots for the last year. Yeah. Uh, for the last couple of years is that like, you know, no one's saying they can't beat city, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, but they also have to have these days where they just, you know, things just completely don't go their way. And, and you get these shock results a little too often. But yeah, exactly. I, th- I think Tottenham are just too vulnerable to, to these kinds of results. It's obviously not going to happen, you know, often enough for it to be any serious concern. You know, you'd expect them to get fifth, sixth, seventh. But I, I think at least throughout the season, th- these are the results that we will be seeing. Um, and it will be disappointing for them. But at the same time, you have to look at where they were last season. You know, you're not going to go from, you know, two pretty shocking campaigns to suddenly finishing the top four pretty comfortably uh, as they have, um, again, back back in the Pochettino days. But let's move on to another side that has sort of sat around fifth for, for the past few years. Leicester losing 1-0 at Hope City. I have to say, you know, from Leicester's standpoint, I am a pretty, I'm a bit disappointed. I, I really was hoping to see uh, a lot more from them, but it looks like to me they're going to struggle this season because they haven't really been convincing at all. They weren't convincing against Wolves. They weren't all that convincing against Norwich, who, you know, even Arsenal can beat them. Yeah. Um, uh, at the same time, their bad results aren't nearly as – I mean, they're not going to get a red card every every game. So, that like, I take that West Ham result with a grain of salt just because – you know, they were able to to put up a decent fight before the red card kind of sank. I mean, it, for- it really, really like they showed more fight in that game than I think the the two late Antonio goals give them credit for. Uh, if that result is 2-1 and they had a red card, like I think that we look at it a little more optimistically. And a 1-0 loss to Man City is nothing to be ashamed of, especially, um, you know. Well, it's something to be ashamed of, but it's it's the manner of the loss. Um, they were completely outplayed. Six shots, on, six shots total compared to twenty five for Man City. And yes, it's understandable. Losing to City is always understandable, but Leicester. I mean, you would think are, are going to try to crack into that. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know. It's 
wrong with my voice today. Um, they're going to try to compete for that top four spot. I mean, I don't really give them much of a chance. I don't give anyone much of a chance because the, the gap between, you know, top four and everyone else is just, is, is pretty massive, but it, it, at least if they're going to, Leicester are going to try to remain at that level and as consistent as they've been over the past few seasons, performance wise, I'd want to see more from them. And let's not forget, they went to the Etihad last season. They won five, two. Um, yeah, but uh, everyone everyone knew that was a little bit of a shock result. And well, it was a shock result, but the point is they were still competing and they were still putting in a performance against the big sides, even if they weren't, you know, winning by three goals against the champions. They were still playing quite well, and here I just I didn't see anything from them. And that that yeah. to me that that to me is the biggest concern. I'm looking at Leicester City's results right now, just just to refresh my memory. Four one loss to West Ham, and again, you know, staying in the game against West Ham. That, that's not really something Leicester are going to be satisfied with after looking at you know, the top four spot. I mean, it was it was two nil. They they get the red card. They still are the team that scores next. Like there's or no, sorry, it's one nil red card, two nil. Then they they fight back and then come back to to two one. The the fight they showed post red card up until you know the like 80, 84th minute Antonio goals. Like that that's not the game that I'm going to look at and criticize them for because. Like they, they showed actually, I think that might've been the best fight they showed, even including the, the Norwich win and, and the uh, Wolves win. But, but like that's, the, a, that's a concern though, right? Because if, if the best it's, performance it's, they showed during yeah. a 4-1 defeat to West Ham, not even to, you know, not even to top four side, to West Ham. Yeah, but I mean, how, I'd how say. are we that they can really compete for, you know, that, that top five, top four, top six spot? Yeah, th- this early in the in the season, though, I'd say Chelsea's best half is is a nil nil draw with ten men. Their best half, um, Chelsea's best half of football so far has been a nil nil draw right. with with ten men. Right. I think there there's a bit of a difference to that though. Because yeah, they're playing they're at Anfield against a full strength Liverpool side, and 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 Chelsea defensively were spectacular that game. I mean, let, let's not. I, I don't want to take anything away from that. Yes, it was a nil nil draw. But they were, jeez, they were down a man themselves. So, and yeah, I guess Leicester were down a man. But I I think that that's a difference there. I mean, I guess it's unfair to maybe compare Chelsea to Leicester, but look at just how organized they were. And I think holding on to, you know, holding on to a point at Anfield for an entire half, surviving wave after wave of attack, um, and even kind of looking threatening themselves. I mean, there there were a few moments in that second half where, I was I was slightly nervous. I thought Chelsea could maybe pull ahead once again, but I think that that sort of highlights the difference between a side of Leicester's caliber and a side of Chelsea's caliber. Yeah, but on it'll of- be a battle. It'll be a battle between Leicester, Spurs. Um, kind of, you know, we'll we'll find out who pops up. Who's this year's West Ham that kind of sticks their neck into that race? But there's there's very clearly a gulf in talent between four and five, and yeah. it's it's going to be a competition for who's the best of the rest. Exactly. Um, and, you know, speaking of Chelsea, should we get to their 3 0 win over Aston Villa? Comfortable um, is the word I'd describe this one. Yeah. Lukaku, As, I mean, two goals. He's sort of, he's hit the ground running. Um, so far, he looks to be that striker that Chelsea have, have craved, that sort of final piece. Um, and, and Chelsea have struggled to, <clears throat> they, they've struggled to, um, to sort of find that, that option up top that's worked for them. Murata didn't work out. Timo Werner so far has been disappointing and it's only been three games, but Lukaku, you know, if we're going to go off of 
how well he he performed in Serie A over the past two seasons, and the fact that in what is it two or three game in three games he's got three goals so far. So I mean early days, but if he can keep this up, he's definitely going to be the answer for Chelsea up top. And I'm actually going to revise my my title predictions. Um, I now have Chelsea as favorites. I think within in these early four games, they've been the most convincing side performance-wise, and I think, you know, squad-wise, on paper, they have the strongest squad, they're the most balanced team. And to me, I mean, again, it, it's clear, so it can really go anyone's way, um, but I, I, I do think that Chelsea end up top of the table after 38 games, yeah, going off I, what I've seen. I mean, I'm a little bit less of a, a wishy-washy absolute coward like you are, and I will stick with... Uh with my boys in, in red to, uh, as, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt your title predictions when like a couple of weeks later they go sign Ronaldo. It's like, Oh shoot. I guess yeah. I look smarter than I actually like, like United without Ronaldo, probably not actually winning the title, but you know, I'm just such a, such a seer into the future, such a visionary that I could see him coming from before he wanted to leave. I mean, I'm, I mean, well, hold, hold on. I think he's wanted to leave Juventus for like quite some time. So if you thought when he signed for Juventus, like the last time I can really think of like that he didn't want to leave Juventus was probably the day he signed for Juventus. <laughs> no, um, probably after Juve's like first season, I would say it was the last time. And I feel like once we got into the early days of Maurizio, sorry, he must have been wondering what the fuck was going on here. Um, but anyway, let's. Uh, as much as I want let's, to talk about Juventus because they were listen, awful this weekend. I but, don't love talking about bottom tier teams. Like I don't, it's, it's not fun to watch like ugly, like, you know, battles at the bottom of the table, but we have to acknowledge that certain teams got their first win this week. Uh, congratulations, true. Arsenal. You scored a big boy goal in the Premier League. Arsenal have more wins this season than Juventus. I mean, that's how far Juventus have fallen. Although I think Arsenal, they played four games. Juve played three. Listen, um, we'll give Juve so, one more before we'll, we'll relegate yeah, them to Arsenal status. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Arsenal, unconvincing win. It will probably buy Arteta, you know, one or two more weeks, maybe. This doesn't buy Arteta another or five minutes. One or minutes. two more weeks. No. I, okay, they, but listen, Arsenal, they can't. If, okay, if, out, they, if Arsenal had drawn, he was out the door. No. 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 If Arsenal had lost like four nothing, he was out the door. Anything else, and he was going to be around for just a little bit longer. There's no way they were going to fire their manager on the like what they probably would have been day reckoning is Monday. So, you know, the 13th of September, no team is ready to, to can their guy after four games and four that, losses like, in a row. I feel like they would have. And after the I doubt last it. season, they had, I mean, what Liverpool sacked Brendan Rogers after seven games. In the yeah. 15, that, that's season. another month. That's yeah, legitimately that's, another, another month. month, but they also, they'd won a, they'd won a couple of games. Um, in, I think they'd won his, their first three games or maybe the first three games, they had one, I mean, unconvincing 1-0 wins, this is just from what I can remember, and then they drew at the Emirates when Arsenal were actually like a good side. Um, so that, I think that that's what bought them a few more games. But as- Yeah, but I mean, we're looking at, we're, we're talking about poorly run teams here, like, you know, that Liverpool team with Brendan Rodgers. That was not the, the epitome of, oh yeah, we, we trust our manager. I mean, Arteta's going to have, he's going to be, whether you like it or not, given a little bit more time. And I stand by my, he will be the first manager sacked, and it will be sometime at the end of October. It'll be around Halloween that he. How, he you're goes. giving him that long? Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to look at Arsenal's fixtures for a second. I find but. it hard to believe that they're going to give up on the project of this season any earlier than that, because the problem with Arsenal is that the moment you fire him, two things happen. One, you have to go look around and say who's available. 
and who could actually like who's available that Arsenal can Arsenal can convince their fans is a good enough manager. Um, there's, there's there's that Italian guy Antonio no. Conte who no. just won the league with Inter Milan, who's won the Premier League. But he's not going to win the Premier League with Arsenal, but I think he's a clear uh, step he's up. not going to take one that of the project. Best managers in the world. That, see, that, give that's me, give me one yeah. reason why yeah. he takes yeah. the yeah. Arsenal that's project. The thing. Arsenal would love to have him, but I don't think Conte would love to to take charge there because they're in shambles. There's there's kind of there's three tiers of manager. There's the manager that's too good for Arsenal, but Arsenal wishes they could have. There's yeah. the manager that's not good enough for Arsenal, according to Arsenal, but might actually help them this year, especially you know winning those ugly points. <clears throat> Big Sam. Uh, or there's the med- there's the middle tier, the the kind of unicorn option where Arsenal finds a big manager who wants to take on you know the Arsenal project and and Arsenal can sell you know Arsenal fan TV on this guy can truly bring us back to the promised land. You're not selling anyone on Big Sam taking you to the top no. of the table. You're selling the sell of Big Sam is you won't go down. Um, well, it, it used to be. <clears throat> That's true. I mean, well, I could still after what? I mean, how many seasons did it take for him to get relegated? It's, it's still, I mean, it was going to happen eventually, just given the, the teams, the, the quality of the sides he was taking over. It's still very impressive that he lasted this long. Um, but I, I, I want to go through Arsenal's next fixtures. Burnley, I would normally say is difficult, but Burnley have been miserable so far. I believe it's, what, 1.4 games for them? So have so, Arsenal. That's true. I would still pin Arsenal's favorites only just after that. It's it's Tottenham, North London Derby, and if they lose that, which is definitely possible, they're they're in a lot of trouble. Um, and then trips to Brighton, Crystal Palace, and then by Halloween. So before Halloween, they'll play Burnley, or Burnley, Tottenham, Brighton, Crystal Palace, and Aston Villa. It's not okay. inc- unconceivable that they lose two of those games. And if they do, and sorry, and, and Leicester, they play Leicester on the 30th. If, let's just say before the 30th, right? I, I can definitely see Arsenal losing two of those games. And that's four defeats. That's probably, you two? know, defeats. Two? No, but the point is it's conceivable. At least. Uh, I, it's, it's inconceivable that they lose any less than two. They will lose to Leicester. They will lose to Spurs. And then it's Arsenal, so they'll probably find a way to drop the Brighton game. Well, that, that, that's the point. So, like, so, like uh, I, I've got really them think... more for like four or five losses. Yes, right, I right. think. But that, that, that's the point. Then why wouldn't they sack him earlier? Because, if, if because they're not going to do that. Because they're not because they started because the year yeah. with him. If they wanted to get rid of him this quickly, they would have done it in the summer. You either... Like when you start a season with a manager, you're committing to a certain amount of time for the manager to get his things right in that season. You don't like either you saw enough in the past years of Arteta that you were ready to get rid of him before the season started, or you believe in the project for this year and you're going to give him time to show the project for this year, not three games or four games or five games. You're going to give him nine or 10 games and that's like it's so short-sighted and it's it's classic Premier League nonsense to fire a manager after you know five games and then or you know to have the manager want to be fired after five games and then they bring in someone else and then you're probably going to fire him after another 10 like it, it's a terrible idea and realistically Arsenal are going to wait until at least the end of October because you kind of have to but then the question is I mean at, at the end of the day I think it's it's uh, just given what we've seen Imagine, uh, no, but imagine definitely not last until after October, right? Like we can say he will be, 
Can we say with confidence that he'll be gone by then? No, I'll, I'll say with confidence. Like, the only thing I'll say with absolute certainty is he'll be gone before the festive period. Really, they could string together a couple of wins and make it really murky for October, November. You, like, it's... The, the problem is firing anyone before Halloween in the Premier League sets a terrible frame of reference for every new manager you bring in that if your shit doesn't work in the first two months, you're gone. Like, that's the problem. Because they decided Arteta no, Arte was good two, enough this summer. Had two, he'll have had two years. Doesn't matter. By... They, decided, they decided the last two years he was good enough to keep this year. See, th- th- that's where I disagree with you. I think they decided for the past two years to give him you know, 10 games into the season. But I don't think Sack Okay, him, 10, 10 games Sack into the season, fine. The club says, oh, you have 10 games to turn it around and make us title winners, otherwise you're sacked. Like, no. Fine, but if, if they if they agree to give him enough time to see what the project looks like this year, that's my point is it's not going to be three, four, five games. It's going to be more like 10 or 11. Oh, again, I, I go back to Brendan Rodgers. He was sacked after seven games. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the standard. Then- He's... He's one of the earlier sackings in the history of the Premier League. That's true. But at the same time, he also, at least throughout his time at Liverpool, showed far more that he was capable of leading them forward than Arteta has. And I'm not saying, but at the time Liverpool had sacked Brendan Rodgers, it was definitely time for him to go. Um, it, it was obviously the right move. But Liverpool did almost win a title under Brendan Rodgers. They actually played some really good football. And you could, there were times, even in the season before Brendan Rodgers was sacked, in the last season, where you could see that you know he he had good ideas he could perhaps get something and make something of, of of this team we haven't seen that at all under Arteta, um, but having said that you know then it goes back to who's available who would want to take over Jurgen Klopp was was waiting in the wings um, when Brendan Rodgers was sacked so that that's kind of an obvious choice there. At Arsenal, who realistically would want to take over this project again? I think that's a good question. Uh, they could go back to Unai Emery. Round two. <laughs> I doubt. I, I really doubt yeah, they I can doubt. convince They've him never, to leave. Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah. And why would they convince Emery to leave? I think Emery is pretty pretty content um, at Villarreal. Although Villarreal have not had a very convincing start to the season, but that's a whole other that's a whole other story. But yeah, I mean, the question is, you know, who who would take over from Arteta? And it's time we it's time that we ask that. Um, I mean, I, in all seriousness. God, I don't even. I, I really cannot think. I mean, maybe they can try to get Luis Enrique, um, Joachim Lowe, uh, from from Germany. Oh. If they can try to poach someone from the international scene. Listen, if they want to poach but, someone from the international scene, please take Greg. We don't want him anymore. Please, we don't want him. Greg Berhalter, Arsenal's next coach. Ah, that would be. That yeah. Listen, listen. Would he last? Would he last more or less time? than Bob Bradley's 84 days at Swansea. I, I would say he lost last time. Although you, you, United States played a while. I mean, I, I think they, they, no, bought, played... they, they bought Greg. Uh, um, they bought Greg some time in that 4-1 win against Hunter God, I hate, I hate it so much. I hate the fact that we're buying Greg. He's so bad. There, there's not a manager on the planet that could have gotten the tactics more wrong in that first half. No, oh, yeah, my goodness. United States were awful. Awful. Um, and Melissa going down hurt. I mean, Adams is not a right back, no matter how often you try to play him there. It's <sighs> yeah. I, I was about to see him there. Um, but Hey, you know, they, they pulled a, uh, that, that last 15 minutes was crystal palace and Tottenham. Listen, um, I, I know you've been trying to avoid it, but we have to talk about Harvey Elliott and we have to talk about the Liverpool result. 
Well, I mean, I w- the Liverpool result was spectacular. Um, yeah, but, but the, do, yeah, yeah. I mean, the result the, is not the takeaway from this game. No, I mean, no, listen, it, it, absolutely horrible. What what happened to him? Um, yeah, you only hope that he can come back. And and here's something else that we'll talk about that has kind of, I've seen sentiment kind of go back and forth on uh, online. I don't think that that was a red card. And and I understand why it was given. Um, but the problem was it was given by a ref who had already seen what had happened. Like he saw the injury and then gave the red card and lots of players, lots of uh, former and current players and Harvey Elliott himself coming out and saying that it wasn't, you know, a dirty challenge and that it probably shouldn't have been red. But this is one of those red cards that is still a reminder that like some of the red cards are trying to teach players how they should play in the same way that like, you know, the NFL and, and college football in America are, you know, have these targeting calls. Even if you don't knock a player out, they don't want you leading with the crown of your helmet here. They don't want you challenging like this from behind anymore. Right. That, I like, think it's to set a precedent. It, it is to set a precedent, but it's also like, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely a red card given because of an injury, which is something I'm never personally a fan of, <clears throat> but yeah, here's the thing, right? I, I didn't really get a good enough look at it because when I was watching the game, like they didn't actually show a close up of, of the challenge. So for me, it's, it's hard to tell. And it's and to tell the truth, it's hard to tell on that angle. I think, you know, the, the dead giveaway is the lack of uh, any sort of complaint for a foul until Sala realizes what's Sala's happened. Not even complaining for a foul. Exactly. Just, no, no, no. Yeah, but that's, exactly. that's my point. Yeah, yeah. No one complains for a foul. And then yeah. a couple seconds later, it clicks that Salah's screaming for the medical team to get on the field right. and the guy's right. leg is bent in a way that it's not supposed Th- to. Be. That's probably the best indicator of, of whether or not it was a foul. Um, or, I mean, no, I mean, you could say it was a foul, but whether or not it was, was, it was whether or not yeah. it was a red. Yeah, you're right? going to see players a little more, <clears throat> like, like even if it's like a light red, like you're going to see players all over a referee and just screaming for it if they think that it's anything close to a red card. I, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that because I think, that, I think most players realize that it wasn't a red. So I think, you know, yes, they might see that uh, whoever it was that, that tackled Harvey Elliott got a red, but I, I don't think, you know, one call is really going to determine what players deem is, is, is now a red card or, you know, is it a red card? Especially, no, but- especially when Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott himself came out and said, you know, it was, it wasn't a dirty challenge and it certainly wasn't a red card. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, but let's, no, I, uh, I, I, I do want to talk about Harvey Elliott though, um, because it, it's just absolutely brutal. Um, at that point, you know, you're, you're basically, you're, you, you're breaking into the Liverpool starting 11. Um, you're starting games, you're getting a good run, 18 years of age, I think 18. And just to have that happen to you when the season looked to be, you know, well, pretty much a breakthrough season for you, a really promising one, is, is just brutal. Um, and, and our thoughts are with him. But, you know, fortunately, he, he's very young. He, he has a lot of time. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm hopeful that going forward just doesn't really stunt his development. But I, I have to hand, you know, his attitude post-match has just been top rate. Um, you know, we, we saw in the hospital that he, he gave, he was still wearing his Liverpool jersey when he got to the hospital. He gave his um, hospital jersey to uh, a fellow, fellow inmate there. Um, inmate. Inmate. I couldn't, I couldn't think of that. Patient? Fellow patient. patient? Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably, probably fellow patient. Um, I wasn't sure what the correct term was, but uh, yeah, I, I guess you couldn't go wrong with patient. Um, yeah. 
but and you know just judging by what he said um on instagram he's you know the the recovery starts now um but on to the performance from liverpool i you know i was very pleased with it it was they, they I, th- I thought they struggled for for large spells against chelsea but they bounced back very well from that looked excellent going forward solid at the back uh, i think with, with Virgil and Matip at the back, they're just a completely, completely different team. It gives Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson more room to go forward, and uh, Trent Trent got an assist already. He's second in four games. So he, you know, again, early days, but he looks back to his best. And, you know, Fabinho holding it down, obviously scoring. It was a tap-in, but Fabinho was, was absolutely excellent. I thought he was man of the match. Fabinho um, is really shows the dichotomy of this midfield because, I mean, Elliot... Elliot starting ahead of some of these guys uh, like Henderson and, and Naby Keita is like, it's, you know, incredible for him, but it's a little bit of an indictment on them. And then Fabinho being as great as he was peppered over the cracks of Tiago, who's having not a great start to this season. And Tiago is excellent against, he was uh, against Leeds. I thought he was mad against well. Leeds. He was, I thought, yeah, but I think Tiago, I, b- I believe he was still trying. I don't know how entirely fit he was because he was also at the Euros. Um, Henderson was at the Euros. Wham. Right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, the, the counter argument is that obviously, you know, Fabinho had a. Um, Calvin had a Phillips was at the well. Euros. Right, right. So, yeah, I think, you know, there, there, Dallas might, be, at the Euros, there, might, there, there might be some fitness issues there. Um, sure, but, but like, I, I don't think I don't think it's fair to like throughout the course of the season, would, would Harvey Elliott really be starting against uh, over? you know, over Henderson, over Thiago against AC Milan in the Champions League or Atletico in the Champions League. I mean... Potentially, but I... I, I probably think, you know, not, but it's the yeah, depth. It's the depth with it. Liverpool that you want. Like, it's it's wanting to be able to have this many guys on the bench as an option. I, I think so Klopp that, is trying to evaluate Harvey Elliott. We see that often in, you know, at the start of the season where managers will give their younger players a run just to see what... See you if know, they've taken a step is. forward. And, exactly. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's fair to say, like, it's not like Henderson would, would have been benched throughout the entire season. You don't, no. No, I, I no, but there's that. there's a lot of games to be to rotate through, and maybe he has an eye on on Wednesday's Champions League matchups. But yeah. I really think it's it's less an indictment on Henderson, but more Naby Keita was supposed to be this absolute world beater coming it's in. It's more an indictment on Naby Keita. I agree. Naby Keita has just absolutely not done enough, given, yeah. given the expectations when he arrived in Liverpool. Right. And I think, you know, the depth is a concern, especially now with Harvey Elliott out. But uh, Fabinho, Thiago, and Henderson is a pretty serious midfield three. Um, so I'm not, you know, look, starting 11 wise, Liverpool look very good. It, yeah. The, it, the issue is depth. And they got, you know, they were exposed to that um, last season. They were exposed brutally last season. But if, let's just say, you know, they can keep all of their guys healthy. It, it, even if they can, if they can play, even if they they're can, they're playing it, well. They're playing really, really well. I know, but they're it's, gonna fancy it, themselves to, to go after that title. They played really well in the stretch of the year where there isn't games midweek constantly, where the League Cup hasn't really kicked on, where the FA Cup doesn't get here. Right. Where so the, this, this is when it's gonna start to test them. I agree. Like, like this is when it's gonna start to test them. But the thing is, it's a war of attrition. When you have fifty or sixty matches in a season. It's not about the, you know, whether or not they can like get away with playing all their starters, you know, twice a week in September and October. It's what that does to their legs in March and April. Come, exactly. That's a good point. I, I do want to, um, th- 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 there, there are a few talking points there. 
One, I, I think the the level of their depth actually varies in different areas of the pitch. I think like with, at, you know at, at the back, I think they have a good amount of depth. They got Kostas who can fill in for for Robertson, who's a good enough alternative. Um, when you know for whatever reason, if if Klopp wants to rotate Matip and uh, Van Dyke, you have you have Ibrahim Konate, who I'm surprised actually hasn't. I don't think he's, he's barely gotten a game. Um, I don't know if he's I don't even know if he's gotten a game. But you have Konate and you have Joe Gomez. So they have a lot more depth at the back. It's really the midfield and going forward that's a concern. And something that was, you know, a talking point uh, with the front three, you have Firmino and Minamino who are out with injuries. Origi still doesn't make the bench. Yikes. That's a statement from, from Klopp. Um, that's a so, statement from yeah. Klopp that, that if, if Jota, Sala, or Mane got hurt during the match, he was ready to go two up top. He was either ready. Like, yeah, yeah. He would, I guess, I guess he would have. Like, yeah. like, what's the other solution? I mean, uh, James Miller can play anywhere on the pitch, so I guess he's a striker or a winger. Because, like, you know, what? Honestly, he's a goalie if you want him to be. Yeah, but exactly. But I don't know. His James Milner's days of playing winger. We haven't seen James Milner actually playing as you know on that. No, right but it's it's more of a it's more of a joke that like he can like you know yeah old yeah. old Milner used to be able to play on the wing, but old Milner. This this new right. Milner who's 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 aged in the legs. I, I think probably not doing a job there. Uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain potentially, um, but uh, know, more likely I think is is a more like a four four two if one of those three guys up top gets hurt. I don't know. Klopp's not the type to really line up. We haven't seen that. I, I don't. I can't recall a single moment where we've seen a four four two. Yeah, but um, what's the other op? Like the other really, option, what's the other yeah, option? The, the other options a four two three one. I would say with Chamberlain on the wing or Curtis Jones on the wing because he has he has played there. Sure. It would be one of those two. And I'm surprised we haven't seen much of Curtis Jones either because I thought he was, you know, quite good at times last season. Um, very mature for his age, just in terms of how he plays, you know, rarely giving the ball away, moving it forward. Uh, at top, for most of the season, a very, very solid option to have in that side. Um, so I'm surprised we haven't seen much of him, but I, I yeah, expect that eh. we will as the season he's a, he's a solid option, but... He's also a, young. A solid, uninspiring option is not what's going to crack it for for Liverpool's midfield, especially because like when you're in games like this against Leeds, when you're in games like Liverpool will be in almost every week where they're expecting to break a team down, uh, Curtis Jones isn't going to be the guy that finds the incisive no, ball no, through. He's, he's not, not going to be the guy to help create the goals. And it's not he's like all, he's also only 20 years old. And I think no, uh, given, yeah, the right, but, given a good amount of minutes, I think in two or three seasons, he definitely could be. Uh, we we'll saw see. we saw we'll moments see. from him last season, um, but I, I I do want to say when it comes to the games where you know the the onus is on Liverpool to break their opponents down, so far three 0 against Norwich, two 0 against Burnley, three 0 against Leeds, right? And yes, obviously you know they they struggled against Chelsea, but again I think that 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 was Chelsea and their much improved side from from last season, but in, in the games where you would really expect them to win, Liverpool won comfortably and have yet to concede a goal they've conceded one goal in four games so i, I don't think you know let, let's not overlook them in, in that you know when we're talking about the title race i don't think anyone was but this kind of reminded me of the liverpool of old uh the liverpool two seasons ago they look back to their best yeah um, let's, and again it's only four games in like yeah you said. the, the yeah. thing about that that liverpool of two seasons ago is how good they were when they weren't good how 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 often they delivered wins when they didn't look great and let's let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens when this Liverpool team. Twice. Let's see what happens when they start to struggle. Let's see if they can win games when they don't have all the pieces there. 
but right. let's oh baby it's it's tuesday morning i'm up bright and early and let's talk about that sweet sweet champions league football champions baby. league football champions league is back it's it starts starts bright and early with uh it was sevilla and salzburg and young boys taking on manchester united and we're gonna um i'm gonna get canceled for this but we're gonna beat the shit out of some young boys um yeah i mean you'd expect this to be a united win but you know we, we talked about how liverpool would cope with the european and domestic fixtures let's see how united would cope um let's see if, let's see if Juve can be let's see if Juve can get on the board with a win against malmo oh god man uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to be disappointed <laughs> that's all i'm saying um i mean genuinely though the i mean we circle like you know this this opening fixture there's there's two matchups that absolutely scream watch this and it's barca bayern and inter real and and i guess like and that's, liverpool ac milan and Hello? and man city leipzig are also very interesting yeah. but i'll take i'll take the i'll take inter and real and, and barca bayern as the two standout looking, pictures yeah first. those are the two pictures I'm, I'm probably looking forward to most um, although, I don't know, Liverpool Milan, I think can be Liverpool Milan will be fun. Be I mean, listen, it, it could be. You but... you know, like I don't know if it's necessarily this leg because I think this is the one at Anfield. Yeah, this is at, yeah, Anfield. This is one at Anfield. So this this might not be the leg, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jose takes the other leg off of you guys just because it's Jose. Jose. Oh, is it not? Oh, am I dumb? Is it Roma? My, my, yeah, Jose oh, okay. Roma, well, my man. Listen, all those all those red and black Italian teams look the same. They don't do anything in the Champions League. It's fine. We beat that. We oh. if if United go back to the Europa League, we'll beat all of them on their way to losing a final. You know, it's it like they all blend together for me. Those Europa League fodder teams. All right. Uh, okay. Um. I mean, yeah. Sarri Osman so disappointing in the Champions League. Man, the the question is, you know, will can can they improve this year? Milan, Inter Milan have looked very good. Um. So, but then again, so have Real Madrid. Real Madrid have been excellent. Um. In the Liga so far. So, uh, you know, that would be a good game. But again, again, I think, you know, we're all, we're in between the two Milan sides. Um, and we're, we're in for some very good games, I think. Um, and even at Anfield, I think Milan can play very well. I would expect Liverpool to get the win, but. Don't discredit that, like, this could be a game where Leipzig come into, into the empty hat and, uh, and, and give a good performance and, and steal a point. Like, there's there's some games on here that that might not be the game that I'm circling as like the most obvious watch, but there's because of the way that group is every single like match week, there will be one team playing Club Rouge and then the other game matters like it really does PSG like it. I mean, obviously they have to take care of Club Rouge because if you drop points like it's a problem, but their eyes are more going to be on, you know, between City and Leipzig, who's going to be the, you know. Who's gonna make a statement? I, I don't know. I mean, one. Leipzig have not been all that spectacular um, so far this season. One win in four games. They've lost to Wolfsburg. Um, they got you know took a beating at home to Bayern four uh, one. Lost to Mainz. So one win, three losses in four games. They're now they're currently. I mean, they're currently twelfth in the. Listen, I don't. Uh, I don't need this Champions League Wolfsburg disrespect. They are gonna win their group but that's a point the, i mean well if anything you know obviously besides Bayern, i think wolfsburg is, is the german side this year that's going to give it uh, a good a good run just given yeah, that, what i've seen i'm not really expecting too much from leipzig i have to say and yeah they could I, prove me wrong but they've been you know they have not been great so far this season i just I no, just think unfortunately we'll just have too much for them 
unfortunately, I think it's going to take a while for them to grow into, you know, the new center back pairing, given that Granate right. and um, who do, who's the guy that Bayern? That uh, Upamikado. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, to lose your pair of center backs like that, like it's going to take a while for the new pair to click really properly. And, you know, maybe it's not the opening week of the Champions Wait, League. Liverpool should have loaned out Reese Williams and Nat Phillips. <laughs> no one um, wants them. The MLS well, doesn't Phil- want them. The MLS doesn't Matt want Phillips them. Was great last season. Okay. FC put, Dallas. FC Dallas is too big a stage respect, for Nat Phillips. Put some respect on Nat Phillips' name. Um, the, oh, the San Jose Earthquakes that, are too big Liverpool, for Nat I Phillips. I talked about Liverpool's uh, center back depth. I'm adding Nat Phillips to that list. I, I, I genuinely am. Um, but l- let's quickly go through our, our predictions for some of the games we, we mentioned for the Champions League. We'll start with Barca Bayern. I'm going to go 3-1 Bayern. Uh, you're a little generous. I don't think Barca gets on the board. 3-0. 3-0, really? Yeah. Um, did Barca even play this weekend? I want to... Did they even play this? Yeah. Yes, yes, they played this weekend. What did they play? I'm trying to see. They... No, they didn't, dude. Their last game was on August 29th. So what? for whatever reason, they did not play. Um, Wait, hold on. What Spain, what's going on? Uh, yeah. Yeah, excuse a, me, excuse me, excuse one. me, Mr. Spain. What, 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 <laughs> Mr. Spain, you just taking it, just take a whole week him. off. Excuse me, Mr. Spain. Uh, I have a question. Uh, yeah, Real Madrid, Real Madrid played, they won 5 2 this weekend. What, why and Barcelona get the day off? Why, yeah, I guess, Mr. Spain, why, why, no, why Barcelona um, get the day off? Uh, what's it, Laporte spoke out against um, La Liga's president, uh, Javier Tebas. He accused him of having a. Uh, I'm going to pull up the quote for you right now. I believe. I believe it was a, a sick obsession. Um, hold on one sec. I want to. I want to find a this. sick obsession with maintaining the the financials of of all the clubs, and I don't know, maybe keeping the league afloat. God, sick guy. Oh uh, yeah, that, that those were words. A sick obsession with Barcelona. Um, and he with the club, and and he blamed. This, this is spectacular. Laporta blamed. Tebas, La Liga's um, chief executive, for Lionel Messi's exit. Uh, uh, not not the fact no, no, that no, no, Barcelona no. Are, paying not, Gre- are paying Griezmann like over 500 grand a week. He's not, not technically fact- wrong. He's not technically wrong. If, if listen, listen. Okay, no, listen, yeah, as he, the CEO, as the CEO, he is technically wrong. As the CEO, as, as the head of La Liga, he absolutely could have said, oh, my bad, we'll just roll back all our financial rules so that you guys yeah, can keep exactly. Messi. He could have just said, "Oh, I'm a little bitch, and and I'll roll over for you." Oh, just right. kidding, I did. But he, yeah, exactly. You know, he he stood his line, and it's not he, it's not his fault for what well, it's his fault for Listen. not changing the rules. So yes, it's con- yes, yes. Barcelona, Barcelona is the victim. It's Barcelona yeah. is the victim. Barcelona, it's a victim yeah. mentality. It's some Arsenal Absolutely. stuff. It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not like pure it's, victim you know, mentality. Fifty million on Coutinho and Dembele, and 130 million on Griezmann, roughly. Um, it's not that. But as you said, they they shit the books for the past uh, for the past what probably five summers, and this is what happens. But yeah, not so not pretty. Three nil to Bayern. I'm gonna go three one. Um, next game, Inter Milan Real Madrid, and I'm excited for this one, man. One one. Teams have been excellent so far. One one, baby. I'm gonna go. I I think it's gonna be one one. It's gonna be a tight game. Um, you know, both sides have goals in them. That that that's the thing for me. I'm going to go – actually, no. I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to go two all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, little, I think, little higher I think, scoring. I think Inter Milan take the lead twice and Madrid peg them back twice. 
Really? Um, yeah. I okay. I I don't know if I see it going. I don't even know if I see Inter having a lead at any point. I could see this being an early Vinicius goal and then Inter kind of struggling to get their way back into it. But I mean, potentially, I think, you know, look, Real Madrid are a different proposition than the Champions League. They always, they're always a level above in the Champions League. So that's obviously something to keep in mind as well. Um, Liverpool Milan. Oh boy. I am excited for this one. 3-1 Liverpool. Comfortably too. Hold on. I want to pull up Milan's results because Milan have been quite impressive so far this season as well. Um, 3-1 Liverpool. Having said that, I will say 3-1 Comfortably. Liverpool. I, I will say 3-1 to Liverpool. 3-1 should have uh, been 4 or 5-1. Like, like I expect I expect Salah to have a couple of opportunities missed and a couple of opportunities taken. The thing is, Ibrahimovic is out as well, so that's a big loss for, for the Italians. Um, God, that, so, yeah, that would have been I, a big I'm loss five years ago. God. Oh, don't give me a bro. Hold on. Uh, listen, listen. Ibrahimovic can absolutely survive playing in the Italian league right now. The Italian league come is into... the be- 15 goals in 19 games last season. The Italian league. 38-year-old. Give me a break. It's the, be- it's the best. It's the most physical league, in my opinion. Well, not the- maybe not the most physical, but defensively, it's the best league. It is. Maybe maybe defensively, it's the best. It's defen- the yeah. be- it, maybe tactically, it's like the best, most complicated league. But in, in no way is it nearly as physical as the English game or Possibly even the German right. game with the hybrid. Right. Like what Jeff is saying is that we want to have Ben is that, back. Jeff is challenging Ben to another debate. Um, no, I'm 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 challenging you to to point to any other league where AARP gets to start as center back and striker as often as they do. That's the American Association of Retired People, Alex. That that's the that's the 65 and up club that uh, Zlatan's currently in. Yeah, but Zlatan is timeless. Okay. Listen, listen, there, it's, it's, there are only two places where you can survive that old. It's, it's not a reflection of Syria, it's a reflection of Zlatan. Okay. There are only there are only really two places where you can survive being an athlete that old, maybe three. My my guy, at 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 35 years old, he scored 17 league goals and had five assists in the Premier League for United. Yeah, like three years ago. Yeah, but see, so he's still 35 years old. That's the point. Like, yeah, he's still be, old. And uh, he's still, ooh, he's still it is a different ball game than 38. It is a different ball game than 38. Ronaldo's 36. Ronaldo's a specimen. Yeah. No one, Ronaldo's, literally Zlatan, no one on Zlatan the... Zlatan is not Ronaldo, but Zlatan is also a specimen. You cannot deny that. I don't... Can. I think even Zlatan Ronaldo, would agree. But... Zlatan would agree that there are only two guys that take their body more seriously than Zlatan, and it's Tom Brady and Ronaldo. Okay, and fine, And, but... like... <laughs> It's it, it's a little disingenuous. I think even Zlatan would admit that he's lost half a step, and 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 it works in the Italian league a little more than I think it would in certain other leagues. Well, yeah, because okay, that's true because the Italian league the 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 pace of the game is slower. The, the, but, like that's my point is that he's yeah, not yeah. he doesn't need that he doesn't need that level of but burst. His finishing like, his finishing his, his finishing is still absolutely class. I'm not yeah. I don't doubt that, but like there are certain aspects that I don't think would play in a Premier League season like his his speed. Or no, in, no. in Germany, I don't think I don't think with the lack but of speed, he I think his physicality. Well I think he's equipped physically to to still handle the demands at a pretty high level. Yeah, um, in terms of his physicality in the box, but it's it's the yeah. he's he's lost that extra half step and. I mean, and can I he, think, last, he can't last for ninety minutes. No, probably no. not. But okay, anyway, yeah, uh, I'll go three one Liverpool, um, and then Man City Leipzig. Here's the thing, right? City don't have a center forward. Um, so yeah, but it's okay because Leipzig don't have a center back. Yeah, so I guess that balances it out. I, I'm gonna go two 0 City. I, I don't think they're gonna run away with it, but I think they'll be comfortably the better side. Um, I'll take two one. I think uh, Jesse March gets his men off to like I don't think they get shut out 
Um, but I think this is going to be a very, very tough one. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I completely changed the, the conversation here, right? Why don't Arsenal hire Jesse March? Get an American in charge of the Gunners, maybe. Because he just got groomed by having a stint at Salzburg and has yeah, been know, promoted to like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be a Leipzig for a little while until I'm if... not not at the rate Leipzig's playing, but no, but he's probably like if things go well, like the best case for him is that he's at Leipzig for a couple of years and then you know Bayern come asking because they just poach anything good no, in, I just... in Germany. I, I don't think they he... they poach anything I good in Germany. So think... I do not think he gets the Bayern job. No, I don't think he does either. No, I don't he's think he's not that good. Perform well enough. Although I would like to see him get the United States job at some point. I, I actually yeah, but oh my god, give him a decade. Give him a decade. Please let please let's have some American managers properly have careers abroad first. No, no, like, that, that's true. I mean, not even a decade. Give him half a decade. By twenty twenty six, with the squad, the United States we're expecting the United States to have. Uh, yeah, but I don't. Home. I don't United want him States at home. I don't want him adding. I don't want him joining the squad in 2026. Like, if you want him for the 2026 World Cup, he comes in after you know the 2014 Copa or the 2024 Copa. Sorry, which yeah, hopefully no, the US I mean. get yeah, invited yeah, to. Yeah, yeah sure, like yeah. you don't get him in like right before. The you've World only Cup, got yeah. two or three years left before you have to go get him if you want him ready for that World Cup. Right, right. Um, but so I think we've you know we 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 recap the Premier League obviously another big weekend we've discussed what how we think the champions league will play out shall we just close with some of our predictions for the premier league this week and you know not too many exciting fixtures are you kidding um, me newcastle leeds Tottenham. norwich watford oh arsenal burnley uh oh my god wolves brentford let's go okay um so let's let's power through some of these um and we'll save the best one for last which would be tottenham chelsea on sunday oh. 11 30 and that that that'll be interesting, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, Newcastle leads. Neither side too convincing, but I will say I, I want to pull up Newcastle for some reason. I have been more impressed with Newcastle. Maybe that's just because they were so horrible last season at the bar. Maybe that's because be you forgot entire, about the the but... James Ward Prowse penalty where they ended up drawing that game that they should have won. <laughs> Maybe you just remember the celebration when they had scored the the added time quote unquote winner only for for Ward Prowse to, to go tack one on. Well, Newcastle's home. I'm gonna go. I don't know. Leeds haven't been impressive. I'm gonna go one-one. I'll take. I'll take Leeds three-two. I think this is a little more open than than one-one. We'll see. Um. um you, oh, I, let's I, get I to the good this, stuff. This, this would be the game where Leeds sort of get get you know hit the ground running. Um, yeah. Get, get I mean, going. Liverpool. Right. Liverpool aren't Spurs. I don't even want to acknowledge Liverpool or Man City in terms of like we expect them to win. Like I don't even. I don't think predictions are necessary for them. Yeah. Uh, um. Let's uh, Burnley and Arsenal. Nil nil and one red card. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one nil to Arsenal. I don't know why. I, I just don't ask me why. Nil nil uh, and and Mike Dean wins the day because it's zero to zero to one red card for Mike Dean. That's true. My, you, you can definitely see that happening. Besides, oh, honestly, this is the perfect game for Mike Dean because you can definitely is, see it being a boring game. So you need Mike Dean to make things interesting just for the sake of making yeah, things interesting. Right. All, all it takes is hey, Mike Dean. It's Burnley versus a lethargic Arsenal. Is that is that Mike Dean off the top row? Oh, my, it's a double red card. This is a Jocka red card waiting to happen. Um, and this honestly, a- if Arsenal go down to ten men, I could see Burnley nicking it. <laughs> oh man, um, please. Uh, let let's talk. Let's let's talk about a team ahead of Man City in the table. Everton. Everton and Everton, who Aston who got the Villa. win against Burnley yesterday uh, on Monday night, and and they play Aston Villa, and they have a chance to stay up there with the big boys on ten points. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Everton, you talked about uh, Tottenham won the, what, the, the August title. Everton Champions of September. Uh, yeah. Everton, Champions of September. You'll never Champions, sing that. Yeah. Um, no, no, we won't. See, see I mean, that, that's, that's the one trophy in all this one. Champions of September. Uh, Champions of September. Maybe you Honestly, if, if you all, wanted a new challenge, you should have went to Everton. Uh, honestly, I think even as a Liverpool fan. I think but, uh, my, my gut feeling says that at some point, Ronaldo won Champions of September. If we go back and look at a couple of his United years. Yeah, no, probably. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I'm going to go 2-0 Everton. Uh, they've been super impressive. I think Rafa has has really impressed uh, in, in his you know in his early what couple of matches at the club um and he's winning he's winning those Everton fans over I think not I mean, not even the most loyal Everton fan can really have too many complaints about how well you know how well they're playing so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna hand this to Everton another win for Rafa Benitez this is uh it's int- this is a Liverpool team that that post Grealish is still trying to figure out how they win games it's an Aston because- Villa it's an Aston Villa team it, it listen post Grealish it's a Villa team that like, like they're still, they're still investigating. Like who, who do we, usually we just kicked it to the the guy with the big sexy calves and then helped, hope did he created goals for us. Now well, the, what do the, we do? The fraternity lost its president. Yeah, and, and, and they're reeling. They're genuinely reeling. <laughs> let's see. Let's see if anyone can step lie, up. Though. It, it, Ings has that like fraternity look to him. So he, look, he has the frat boy look. Listen, um, he has a, he has a little bit of a frat boy look, but I mean, like, the, they've got they've got a lot of they've got a lot of new kids that that need to go through the hazing process before they get properly bedded in at the at the fraternity. Were you in a frat? I, I was not. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, neither was I, as you can tell. Uh, and if you've listened to me long enough, I definitely I'm not the frat type. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna Listen, go for a two 0 Everton win. The question really is, can Maddie Cash step up? Because he's got frat boy president That's true. energy. He does. He Matt, brings well, frat Matt, boy president. Well, Maddie Cash gives off frat boy energy. No. And doubt. I mean, I mean, between like you know Bailey Watkins, Ings, like they have they have some some guys going forward who can absolutely put put some you know some goals together. But let's like it's really gonna be can they can they figure it out? Uh, right. Like can can they figure it out in the training ground and then on the pitch against Everton? And I think that they're going to start to figure it out. So I'll take two one Everton. Like I think that that we're going to see Villa maybe be the better team in the second half. But you know a two nil lead is is not uh, something they can come back from. They'll only get one. Right. Um, moving on. West Ham hosting United. Uh, probably United's toughest fixture of the season so far. How do you think this? One yeah, but we got out? Ronaldo though. I'm gonna hear that every single week, <laughs> aren't I? Jeez, I'm in for Listen, it. you're gonna um, hear it a lot. Uh, let's let's see what they look like on Tuesday. I mean, they're they're gonna have uh, an interesting interesting midweek fixture. Let's see if if Fred comes back in with the side because right now the biggest hole in this team is the fact that even with Pogba putting a shift in, uh, kind of farther back, which he did last week. I have questions about whether it works with Matic next to it. Like Pogba putting in a shift is still probably only 45% of the job in that pivot because he does so much going forward. And because between him and, and the, the next person in the pivot, he's the more likely to venture forward. He needs someone who can cover him and do a little more of that work. And whether it's McTominay or Fred, who, you know, hopefully McTominay gets back in the next month or two, but like Matic is too old to do that job and to have the legs to do that job. That's going to be the trick for United. It's finding that balance between who's going to do sort of the more of the dirty work and who's going to. 
yeah, so, and, you know, forward more because we know Bruno Fernandez is going to obviously spend most of his time sort of going forward. He's not he's not really the box to box type. Yeah, um, it's so the burden then falls on Pogba. Although you know, I and listen. If Pogba is paired with Matic, it's a it's a struggle to have enough defensive cover. If Pogba's paired with Fred or McTominay, particularly the amount of running Fred does, like I think it works a little bit better. And and if you can get the buy in from Pogba to do the running and to actually do the covering, you remember that that chunk in the second season with Jose where Pogba was, was running like a madman the entire time. And, uh, and he, he had that stretch of games where you're like, Oh, if he's going to do this, he's going to do this. And already off to a flying start, seven assists. He's going for that record. Seven assists in the first four matches. I think he's got eyes on that record. There's I think no he, way he has seven assists in the first. Yup. He had, he had four in the opener and then he got two more to, oh to Lingard God, and Bruno. Bro, what? Yeah. Yup. Yup. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. He, My <laughs> word. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And he didn't even assist Ronaldo yet. His two assists were, were the Lingard goal at the very end. And then he rolled the ball to Bruno. He who, has been really good at the start of the season so far. Listen, I got to say. <laughs> Bruno bailed him out. He really should only have six. Like, I don't know if you should get an assist for that Bruno goal because. Yeah, that's they... true. Yeah, that was a screamer. Um, But do you think Pogba could be a dark horse for player of the year? And listen, if he does, if he breaks that assist record, he's got a he shot at it. Could be. And listen, he he's got all that. Like, think of the weapons he. I don't think there's ever like like even even Kevin De Bruyne would would look at the options he has to hit the ball to going he's forward. Jealous. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne would envy him. I mean, I mean, Bruno can can finish tidy. Rashford and then Cavani and Ronaldo, the elder statesman. Greenwood's absolutely lethal. Greenwood will buy you a couple assists where you just thought it was a comfortable pass out wide, like maybe a cross and. Greenwood's like, ah, ah, step over, step over, smash it. Yeah. So what, what's your what's your score on this one? Uh, I don't know, three one. Like I, I, we're we're a little bit leaky. We're we're typically giving a goal up. Um, that's kind of been our our motif. So three one sounds about right. You know. Uh, let's see if let's see if a couple of new guys can get on the scoreboard. Uh, this year. I'm going to be bold, Jeff. I'm going Do to it. Be bold. Two two. Listen, I I respect the boldness. Uh, because so, here's the thing. United struggled against Wolves for large stretches. They struggled against Southampton for, for large stretches. And we know what stems a better side. Uh, now, look, United are obviously a much better team with Ronaldo, but I, 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 listen, I, I can see West Ham really putting up a fight here. You absolutely don't have to justify it. I could yeah. easily see this being one of the games that United, United steps back and draws. But that's why it'll be a really good test for them. Because there's like if they come out and and go out and get a convincing three, one or, you know, a, a two nil or, or just at all look convincing for, for 90 minutes against West Ham. Like, I think they'll start to change, like change the minds of, of people in terms of reminding them that like this team might have what it takes to like put in, put in those shifts and, and put in the good performances that that'll last the season. And it's not only going to change the minds of supporters and pundits. It's going to change the minds and the mentality of those United players as well, because that's huge. Speaking United, of, they don't have that title winning mentality at the moment. I'm sorry, but they, the, the, they, the they club don't. doesn't. The club doesn't. The club, but the the players that they brought in, absolutely, the, the like a couple of guys. In, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the the Verons and the Ronaldos do, but no one else in that squad has the experience of actually really competing for a league title at this level. Mentally, they don't. Yeah, you're right. Pogba never not, won anything at Juve. With with United. Um, with, with United, sure, but, also, but like, but also, Pogba wasn't competing with anyone at Juve, bro. Juve, it was they had a monopoly in the Serie A title. But how, how's that going for him now? 
Okay, all right, enough. No, no, no. Uh, I, I want to bring up the the Pogba or not the, the the Ronaldo kind of mentality thing. Um, God, Lee Grant, God bless his soul, as our as our third, fourth, fifth, whatever keeper at this point. Um, came out and said that. Um, apparently no one dared go to the dessert tray uh, at the United team dinner that's, that's because, unbelievable. because they saw that Ronaldo hadn't. And so they didn't want, no one wanted to get up and go, no one to be the first person to get dessert with that's Ronaldo the, sitting there the eating his boiled machine, chicken. Just as... And, and listen, Lee Grant is an absolute peach of a human being and said that, listen, aside from him, Ronaldo might be the second most, you know, caring about his diet guy in the club. <laughs> Um, oh Lee Grant, you you special special. I mean, listen, and, and the Gea, Henderson. I need, Lee, I need Lee Grant to hold me to my low carb diet. Listen, listen, the the Gea, Henderson. They're all they're all lucky that Lee Grant has chosen to let them take the starting spot. That's true. They're they're learning from Lee Grant. Um, Lee Grant is like we talked about how football teams were, were movies last season. Lee Grant is like Palpatine. He's in the background. He's he's manipulating everything from the background. He's not really leading from the front the way Dean Henderson and De Gea are. But he but has the power. Lee, we yeah, all we, know we, Lee Grant is running the show. He's when push comes to shove, we and we also all know who would win in a fight. Like when push comes to shove, Lee Grant is truly the the greatest, and he's just he's holding back himself, just out just just out of I don't know generosity no 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 when united get to the if united get to the champions league final lee grant is starting oh. <laughs> um so let, let's, let's pulls keep... off his de Gea mask it's been lee grant all along it's been lee... um let, chelsea let's get, spurs you, let's get yeah. to the fun stuff chelsea tottenham now see if you'd asked me before look i still think it's gonna be a good game regardless but my but before my this thoughts... week you would have thought hey the spurs team that has beat city that has looked you know fantastic coming into the start of the year like maybe they can get something done yeah i mean look they tottenham still beat man city and as weak as man city can be on the back and you know on when they're um as vulnerable as they can be to to a counterattack, i i think tottenham played very well i thought they were actually excellent in that first game against man city probably could have won by two or three to tell the truth yeah um so I'm not, I'm not going to write Tottenham off here, and I think they're going to press Chelsea, Chelsea hard. Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-0, a narrow 1-0 win for Chelsea on this one. Okay, so so you must also have Liverpool with a narrow 1-0 lead, or 1-0 win over Crystal Palace then, because these teams have had the exact same results in every fixture. Wait, you mean Tottenham, Chelsea? No, I, I, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool have had the exact same results in every fixture. They have the same goals for, the same goals right. against, the same difference, the same results, everything no, down to a team. I mean, I would expect Liverpool to beat Crystal Palace. I mean, you know, yeah, you expect but, them to beat Crystal Palace. But, but it's Crystal Palace. You're at home to Crystal Palace. Then, then, you expect, then you expect Chelsea to put three or four past Spurs because, listen, the voodoo magic of the Premier League scriptwriters is greater than the talent of any team. That's true. Always defer to the voodoo magic. Okay, to, to be fair, though, if we're going to talk about voodoo magic, if you if you want to talk shit about Juve, in the 15-16 season, Juve had one point in the first three games and then won 26 out of their last 28 Serie A games. So tell know, me, tell me in what way or suggests that you tell me in what Serie way a. this current Juve squad in any way resembles the fortitude that that squad had. Tell me in what way Crystal Palace resembles Spurs at all. Besides the fact that they've had similar results. I was going to say, Crystal Palace is actually better than Spurs, and, and I watched last weekend, and I proved it. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll take... Serious, I'm going to go for a narrow win for Chelsea, 1-0. Um, oh, man, see, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that 
God, that Chelsea defense is, is so good. I was ready to predict a 2-2, but I don't think that, that Chelsea defense leaks two goals. Gonna, no, if they can survive a two half one. at 2-1. Bro, I'm just going to say, if, if they can survive a half at Anfield down a man without what do you conceding, think they? What do you think? They don't concede don't all concede. here? They're going to concede at some point they're this gonna year. They're going to concede at that point, but they're not conceding two to Tottenham. I'll, t- I'll tell two you that. One, 2 one Chelsea, 2 one Liverpool. 2-1 Chelsea, 3-0 Liverpool. Sorry, 1-0 Chelsea, 3-0 Liverpool. 2-1 Chelsea, 2-1 Liverpool. All right, let's uh, let's get out of here before we make any other terrible takes. I've got three hours and 35 minutes left until my sweet, sweet Manchester United kick off their Champions League campaign by fucking some young boys. I mean, uh, cut that, cut that, please. Cut that. (laughs) I did not say what I... mm, mm. Um, Yeah, run that back, please. Um, No, I'm going to leave that in there. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, I will, I'm going to get this uploaded as, as soon as we conclude, which will be right now. So, uh, with that, I'm Alex Perry alongside Jeff Asa Hauser, and thank you for tuning in. And we are all looking forward to an exciting week of Champions League football. Oh, give me that Europe's sweet, sweet anthem. tournament is back. Listen, Champions League anthem, and maybe we get to this around another international break, but Champions League anthem up there with some of the greatest sports songs up there with March Madness up there with some, some all-time classics. You know, I haven't actually heard the March Madness anthem. Uh, maybe oh, I have. And I just yeah, you have, you have, it's those bells have. and that jingle. We'll get to this on the next international yeah. break because better than I think most European sports, American sports have these iconic soundtracks to, to the, the kind of themes, their introductions to like CBS, you know, NFL, Fox, NFL, Sunday night football, um, you know, college basketball, uh, there, there's some really great ones, the Olympics, like, oh boy, there's some great music around there. And yeah. And by the way, speaking of next international break, it's only what now two weekends away because it's that, it's that time of the year where it's like an international break every other week. Uh, that's what it feels like, which sucks. But anyway, with that, uh, I am Alex Purry alongside Jeff Hauser. Thank you for listening. And we will, you will hear from us next week. Absolutely.